Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Amen. If you have it, say amen. Very familiar passage. Very, very familiar passage. It says, now faith is the assurance of things, I'm going to emphasize things, things hopeful. I wish, I hope, the conviction of things not seen. I want to talk about this morning how to use your faith. We've defined faith. We've seen a demonstration of faith. But now I want to talk about how to use your faith. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, how do you use your faith? Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Give God a hand clap. Praise. Amen. Go for it. Part seven. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Amen. Go for it. Part seven. Throughout this series, I've talked about if you're going to go for it, you have to understand that we only have a limited amount of time on earth. God has given us, guaranteed us 70. Anything after that, you're in overtime. There are four quarters of life. Anything else, you're in, you're in overtime. I talked about fear. I talked about trust. Most of the times before we go for it, there's fear that sets in. And then if we don't trust then that's a whole nother ball game. Amen. Last week I told you the type of faith that you need, the type of faith you need is bold faith, biblical faith, believer's faith. But the faith that sometimes we possess is bargaining faith. Remember I talked about bargaining faith? Bargaining faith is when you say, God, if you do this, I'll do this. If you get me out of this, I'm going to do this, you know, bargaining faith. That's not what you need. Amen. You don't need. And then I told you about barren faith. Amen. You have faith, but it's not producing anything. Amen. You, 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 you talk good. You talk. Come on. Yeah. You talk a good game. You talk a good game about faith, but it's barren. It's not producing anything. Amen. And so I, I, I told you that the types of faith, but I've always asked the question, even as a believer, right? When I got saved, like, how do you do this? How do you use the very thing that you need? And I believe this, the believer cannot operate without faith. We said that last week. Without faith, it's, see the word, impossible to what? To plead. And, and I thought about it again. I thought about that. Here's the thing, that if I'm, if, if I'm going to go for it, the question is, who am I trying to really please? Am I, am I trying to please myself or am I trying to please God? And what I'm about to do, is it for God or is it just for me? Are you with me? And so, how do you use it? And, and here's the thing, when you think about faith, you get these mixed feelings, right? Like, what is it? You know, faith is a very strange thing 
Because when you think about faith, it's based sometimes solely on feelings. Like, okay, I I feel something in my gut. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to go for it, but yeah, something is holding me back. And you got to be careful with your gut. Amen. Because it may have been something you ate the night before. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You know, because sometimes our gut may mislead us. Hello, somebody. And we've heard about this faith thing. Told you last week, when you sit in in these chairs today, you didn't examine it. You just walked in. And sat in. Amen. You had faith. So here's the thing. So the, the one thing that we all know is that we all have a fa- we all have faith. The question is what kind of faith? But now the question is, amen, how can we understand faith in such a way that we can use it like the air we breathe? Amen. The food we eat. The cars that we get into, not knowing if we're going to get into an accident or not, but we get, we get in by faith. Amen. Have you ever noticed that the moment you get ready to go for it, it seems like all kinds of stuff start happening? The moment you say, you know what, all right, pass, I'm going for it. This happens. That happens. And it seems like it happens in fives. I used to say threes. It happens in like fives. It's like one thing after the next, after the next. And and what I want to say to you is that you have to know how to use what the devil throws at you as motivation, but insight that you're doing the right thing. Come on, help me this morning. So in other words, if I'm doing something and it gets hard, come on, I got to realize, oh yeah, all right, I'm heading in the what? In the right direction. Because here's the thing. A lot of people think that with God it's supposed to just be easy. But let me say this to you. If you don't have faith. Come on somebody. And if you don't have trust. And if you want it to happen for you just like that. I don't believe you'll appreciate it. Amen. So anything worth having. Come on somebody. Is worth what? Fighting for. It seems to me. That when you get ready to go for it, the devil knows. Come on, somebody. Listen, he uses his limited power to get us to go back into our comfort zone and we become scared. Fear sets in and we stop. Do I have anybody here who stopped this morning? Do I have anybody here this morning, every time you make a forward move, it seems like the devil shows up and and you go right back. It seems like you have become so accustomed of going back. It's just your natural response to forward movement. Come on and say amen. Amen. And here's the other thing you need to know that, that you really need to know. You ready for this? You may want to write this down somewhere. The devil knows that faith pleases God. Lord have mercy. Listen to this. Without faith, it's impossible to what? So if you have faith and you're pleasing God, do you think the devil is happy? So what will he do? He will throw distractions, destructions, 
demonic activities all around you, he'll send a demon right and look you in the eye. Because he wants you, watch this, not to please God. Have you ever thought about that? See, we don't think about that when we're going through. Watch this. Anything that pleases God, the devil don't like, including you. And we are faith people. And we have to walk by faith. It's imperative that we walk by faith. And if we do not walk by faith, saints, we will forever doubt the power and the ability of God. Do I have anybody? And somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You got to step out and you got to go for it. And when I say you got to go for it, I'm talking about you're not holding back. You're going for it because you know the moment you take the first step, it pleases God. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that if you're living to please God, that he's going to allow the devil to... He may allow your testing. Come on, somebody. But if your heart desire is to please... Is to please him. Do you really think. It's going to fall apart. Do you really think. Amen. That he's going to cause you to suffer. Do you really think. He's going to cause the devil to destroy you. Of course not. But your motive has to be right. I'm going for it pastor. Because I believe that this is the God given vision that he's given me. This is what I need to do. Amen. So as we look at uh, the book of Hebrews, we know some say the writer is Paul. Some say uh, is a different writer, but it's written to a Jewish audience, right? And, and all through chapter 10, if you read chapter 10, chapter 10 is a long chapter, but that chapter talks a lot about how now we don't need, uh, you know, uh, bulls and goat blood and all that kind of stuff. It's a gory book, right? To get into the presence of God, we have, Lord have mercy, we have access to God. So I'm thinking something. If I have access to God, then what am I worried about? Listen, if I have access to God now in the new administration, amen, then why am I worried about the outcome when I know the one who's in control of everything and his name is Jesus? Do I have anybody? Now watch this, watch this now. Chapter 10 is very interesting. At the very end, verse 38, look at this. Verse 38 of chapter 10. Look what he, well, well let, me, let me tell you what happened before this, right? Before this, he was, he was, he's writing to them and this is what he said to them. He says, how is it that you who have believed, right, would go back to being an unbeliever? How is it that you have tasted the goodness of God and yet you revert right back to looking like an unbeliever? He said, what's wrong with you? So then he, then he hits him with, with verse 38. He says, but the righteous one, come on somebody, shall do what? Shall what? The righteous one. Let me tell you, let me explain to you what righteous mean. You remember, you know my definition for righteous? Live right. 
That's all it means. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Hey. Doesn't mean you don't mess up. Doesn't mean you don't play. I mean, yeah. Doesn't mean stuff. Don't, yeah, that. Amen. Right living just mean, righteousness just simply mean I'm living right according to God's standard. There's a standard that's set. He says, but the righteous shall live by what? Faith. If he shrinks back though, my soul. You know what God's saying? When you step out on faith and you shrink back because you. You say, I don't take no pleasure in you then. But you have to walk by faith. And when you walk by faith, because you're living right. Hello, somebody. Notice what I'm saying. Now, I'm not saying you're perfect. We have to stop preaching that. We are not perfect people. We all struggle. How many struggling with something? Amen. Watch this. But you're living what? Right. Not according to your standard, but according to the what? The word of God. Lord, now, and, and stop doing this. Stop talking about I'm trying. You ain't trying no more. We, we move past trying. Amen. We move past training wheels. You know, when people say trying, I say that's training wheels. You got to take those training wheels off of your life and you got to what? Go for it. Amen. It's time for you to fall down so you can get back up. Amen. And you know what I found out about falling down on a bicycle? It makes you more motivated. Amen. Anybody here had to learn how to ride a bicycle? And you fell, but you had to what? Get back up. And when you got back up, hello somebody, you had a little bumps and bruises. But you know what? It's the bruises that made you more, hey, more aware of what you need to do. Do I have anybody? He says, the righteous man doesn't go back. The righteous woman doesn't go back. The person who's living by faith never regrets, come on somebody, going for it. Amen. Look what he says next. He says, but we are not of those. See, there's two kinds. We are not of those who what? Shrink back to what? To destruction. But those... Who have faith to what? Doing what? Persevering the soul. The one who has faith never shrinks back. But the one who has faith perseveres through whatever comes their way. Do I have anybody? And you know what perseverance is? Can I tell you what perseverance is? You ready? Amen. This word perseverance right here, there's two words for perseverance in the Greek. The first word for perseverance in the Greek is patience. Amen. But this word, amen, persevering, it means to gain. Amen. So the one who lives by faith, hello somebody, will gain new strength. Come on, somebody. God will give you new strength. Amen. For the next purpose and the next vision and the next thing that's coming to your life. Amen. But we walk by faith and not by sight. Then we get to verse chapter 11. When we get to chapter 11, I'm going to show you these five things today. 
Amen. I want to show you these five things today. So how do we use our faith? That's a good question, right? How do we use our faith? Now, look what he says. He says, now faith is. I love, I love that. I love, you know, people used to say that this is a different kind of faith. And that's not what it is. The word for faith, right? You ready for this? Write this down. Here's, an, here's what's so interesting about the word faith. The word for faith means to win over. Okay. To be persuaded. Yeah. It means belief in truth. So he says, now faith is. So the first thing, the first thing, the first way that you use your faith is, the first thing you have to use your faith, is how you got to use your faith. Ready? Use your faith to cast out what? Many things will show up when you go for it. But you got to cast out the doubt. Because doubt sets in faster. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. When you're stepping on faith, because remember what faith is, right? Faith you don't see, but you're doing it. All right, I'm going to get to that in a minute, right? This faith is based solely, watch this, watch this now. This faith is not based upon, okay, I'm going to build this, this building. I'm going to start this business. No, no, no. It's based on your belief in God. Amen. Let me ask you a question. What do you believe about God? Do you believe that he's all-knowing? Do you believe that he's everywhere at the same time? Do you believe that he's powerful? See, I'm, I'm getting it. Watch this. Here's how, what I'm getting. I'm getting this. And this is what I'm picking up about myself, right? I believe God only up until I can see. And anything after that has to be faith. But in order to believe in God, watch this. You have to keep a record. Lord have mercy. Anthony, you just went through some stuff. You just testified. He's got a record. What's the record? The record is that God has done something before. And so when he says, now faith, because when doubt comes in, your faith has to be, watch this, the very thing that you use to cast out doubt because of what you believe about God. Lord have mercy. That he woke me up this morning. Come on somebody. That he started me on my way. That he gave me strength when I wanted to give up. Listen, listen, when folk wrote me off, hallelujah, he gave me some new friends. Come on, somebody. So our faith is what we must use because doubt is the first thing that's going to show up. It's not going to be congratulations. It's going to be doubt that shows up first when you go for it. And so you and I must learn to use our faith to cast out the doubt that shows up. Listen to this. Faith has to take over and you have to be persuaded that your faith will carry you the rest of the way. 
Saints, I believe a lot of you have stopped because of doubt. Because your belief about God is very, very dim. It's small. Can I tell you something? He created the universe. He said, let there be light and there was light. I'm trying to brag on God for a minute. Amen. Did he not save your soul? Come on, somebody. Do you remember where you used to? Anybody remember where you used to be? Come on, somebody. And, and, and so if you're going to go for it, you've got to have the faith and the belief in God that, watch this, that use your faith, write this down, as a currency more valuable than money, more valuable than wealth, and more valuable than status. Use your faith as a currency. So when doubt shows up and you start doubting, you're like, no, mm -mm, no, I believe God. Now, I got my faith. No, I believe God. No, baby, it's going to get, it's going to be rough. We're going to, we can't do it this much. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. Amen. Because of what we believe about God. But watch this. Now, if you're worried about how you're going to take care of you, you just go back to the scriptures and find the promises that you can stand on because you know that he's always been good about his promises. Am I right? Amen. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. So you use your faith, first of all, to cast out any doubt. But look what he says next. He says, now faith is the assurance. Now, that word for assurance also means substance. Now, what is a substance? Something you can feel. So he's saying, okay, I want to use my faith because I believe God. Ready? I'm going to cast out this doubt. The next thing is, use your faith to build your confidence in God. Listen, isn't it amazing how we're more confident in the job that we go through, go to every day? We, we're so confident that the bank is going to keep our money. We're so confident in the car that we drive. We have more confidence in people. Come on, somebody. How many of you had confidence in somebody and they let you down? Come on, somebody. You thought they were going to show up, but they didn't show up right on time. And so we use our faith. He says, he, he, listen, the word for, the word for assurance, it literally means substance, something that you seem built with your hands, with hands. In other words, it's under a firm foundation. And listen to this, where can we find the courage to go for it? In the confidence that we have in the God that we serve so that we can go for it. I wish I had some of y'all this morning. Don't fall asleep on me. Amen. Amen. I'm confident because my support comes from God. And I believe that now, right now, where we are as a church, I believe as we get ready to go for it, as we're moving on, I believe that our confidence in God is the very thing that intrigues God because God wants you, amen, to believe him over anybody else. See, we believe in, the, in, in all these other things, y'all. We believe lies. And God says, I'm real. 
But your faith is the assurance. I'm sure today that he who began a good work in you will in no wise finish it. Do I have anybody? Look what he says next. He says, uh, after you use your faith to cast out your doubt, use your faith to build your confidence in God. Look what he says. He says, faith is the assurance of things, what? Of things, tangible. So he goes from the invisible to the visible. The first two has to be done invisibly. Oh, I wish I had some. Good Lord, maybe I studied too much. <laughs> Watch this. He said the first two is what? Invisible. I, 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 I got to have faith. I got to have confidence in a God I don't see. Some of you are putting more confidence in your ATM and your bank account and all that other stuff. But I want to tell you something. If you put your confidence in God and say trust, I say confidence. I'm confident that God is going to turn this thing around. You know what? Sometimes when I doubt, amen, God, even in my doubting, he shows up. But let me tell you something. The other day, I, we, we, we needed a new uh, uh, evaporator coil in our house. And, 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 and my guy, you know how you got the guy, the guy that never shows up. You know what I mean? And the guy who says he can't come and all this other stuff. And, and, and all for good reasons, you know what I mean? And so so I, I went to my prayer closet. I said, Lord, I believe by faith. This is my prayer. I said, Lord, I'm confident. Now, I was ready to study, right? I said, Lord, I'm confident that you don't want me in this heat because I'm losing my mind up in here, okay? And it's hot. Everything is melting, okay? <laughs> I'm just trying to help somebody here. Amen. And then pretty soon, I'm going to melt, Amen. Because, you know, this Texas heat ain't nothing nice. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? And so I went to the prayer closet with confidence. The Bible says that when we approach God in the same book of Hebrews, we must approach him with boldness. That's confidence. He says, when you approach him with boldness, you say, God, I know that you don't want me sleeping in this house no, no more. It's been a week Two weeks and it's hot up in here. And Lord, I'm asking you, hallelujah to his holy name. I'm asking you, God, that you would help a brother right now. Because right now I'm hot up in here, up in here. Y'all with me? And so as I got off my knees, true story. As I got off my knees and I walked outside, lo and behold, there was an AC man working on the AC across the street from me. I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. Are y'all with me? And all of a sudden, watch this now. Watch this now. All of a sudden, I said, hey, man, but he didn't hear me. I said, well, maybe God don't want, maybe God want me to wait on my man. You know, my man. Then I called my man. He didn't answer the phone. Then my man called me back and said, man, I ain't going to be able to make it today because my truck broke down and I can't get to you today. But I'm hot up in here, up in here. Y'all with me? And so as I, I went back inside, now see, this is, this, is what, this is where I started to understand I was missing it. Because I should have been bold enough when the guy didn't hit me. Come on, y'all better hear me today. Y'all better hear me today. I should have been bold enough to walk across the street and say, hey man, I'm hot up in here, up in here. And I need your help up in here, up in here. All right, so so God gave me a second chance. Tell your neighbor, he's a 
God of a second chance. When you blow it the first time, he'll give it to you a second time and you can walk by faith. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be bold this time. I walked outside. I said, hey. He said, hey, how you doing, man? He said, man, what's wrong? I said, man, this is my problem. He came. He said, well, I come on over there and look at it. Came outside, walk up, went up in the attic, did all you do. He said, I can do it today for you and we can fix this problem that you have. Thank God that I didn't have to go in the phone book. I didn't have to, come on somebody. I didn't have to call somebody else. I, listen, God knew my man, hey, couldn't make it. But I thank God, come on, help me somebody, that all I did was went before him. Y'all missing it? Watch this. And all I did with boldness is say, God, I'm hot up in here, up in here. And he knew what to do right on time. In, don't we serve a good God? Don't we serve a good God? But if you have confidence in him, he'll bring it to pass. See, the faith that we have sometimes, we're scared. Y'all hear me? We're scared. Seriously, we, we, we step and we'll be like, no, no. Now, the price with my man was better. But God gave me what I needed See, sometimes we're trying to save money and God's trying to save us in the long run. Y'all with me? You heard what I said? Sometimes we're trying to save money and God will save you in the end because my man put a little sensor and he gave me a 10-year warranty and come on somebody so that if the pan start going up again, it's going to shut the unit down so I won't have this problem again. My man wasn't going to do that. Y'all with me? And so God, who knows everything, watch this. God wants you to use faith. You ready for this? In every issue, in every area of your life, be it uh, financial decisions, whatever it is, whatever, every area, personal, physical, all that. He wants you to have confidence in him so that, watch this, so that you can see the outcome. Amen? Watch this. Oh, man, that took me to the next point. Watch the next point. Next point says, he says, it is the assurance. Y'all got that point? <laughs> I think you did. Uh, the assurance of things what? I'm almost done, y'all. I got three minutes. Watch this. Of things what? Things what? Give me the next point. I got to go on. Use your faith to expect what? Why is it? How come? Why come? Do I need to say anything else? Let, Let me say this. What is hope? How many are you hoping for some stuff? Let me see. Now, let me ask you a question. What is that hope in? Listen to this. When your faith is linked to hope, all right, it is put into a time frame of the future because that's what hope is. Are you with me? 
And the one thing I can't see is the future. But I'm hoping in the one who's in control of the future. So whatever I'm hoping for, it will come to pass. Because the one I'm hoping in has done it for me before and again. And again and before. And again and before and before and again. And guess what? I'm thanking him this morning. Amen. That my hope is in nothing else but him. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But I know the God that God knows tomorrow. What it's going to bring. Amen. So if God promises that tomorrow will bring something. What, and if I trust God for tomorrow, I have faith in something that I've never seen, and that's God. And so I want to tell somebody something. You can plan and put all your stuff together, but if your faith is not in Him, hallelujah, then you really don't have no hope. And, and, and He says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. He says, and the what? The conviction. The conviction. Now, no, no, I ain't going there yet. That's the last point. I'm squeezing this verse. Tell you name passage is squeezing this verse. I'm taking every last drop out of it. Because it's all there in one verse. You ain't got to jump all over the place. It's Dan, one verse. Watch this. The conviction. You know what the word conviction there means? You ready for this? You ready for this? Proof. Evidence. So give me my next point. What's that? You, go back. Go back. Use your faith to expect a what? No more doubting, okay? What's the next one? Use your faith. Can I ask you a question? How much proof do you need? Has he not shown you? Or does it, do you need more proof? Uh, let me ask you this. If your faith was put on the witness stand, would it convict you? Or would it set you free? Tell your neighbor, I got proof. Tell your neighbor, I got proof. Tell your neighbor, I'm a living witness. What God can do. That what he's done for others. Come on, somebody. He can do for you. I got evidence today. Amen. And God has a track record with me. He is infallible. And he never lies. That's proof. God knows everything and is perfect whenever he communicates. So if God tells me something is going to happen tomorrow, I believe it even though I don't see it. See, I don't need to go to Missouri because I've already seen what God can do. I'm going to ask you one more time. If we were to put your faith on the witness stand, 
when it convicts you or when it sets you free. I thank God today. You don't need a line of credit to walk by faith. You don't need money to walk by faith. Because you have proof that even when you were worried about last month's rent, he already paid it last month. You were all bent out of shape and asking, how are we going to do it? I ain't know how I'm going to get to work. But you made it to work and here it is, a new month. So do you need any more evidence (laughs) that God is real? So use your faith to prove that you really believe. And then lastly, lastly, amen. He says it is the conviction of things, things, y'all, not seen. Now, my last point going to bless you. Watch this. Give me the last point. Use your faith. To see what others can't see. In August, when we walk in that building, you're going to see it. Because the one that's going for it is walking by faith. I'm not concerned how we're going to pay for it. That's already done. But I see what others can't see because of the God that we serve. What are you waiting for? What's holding you back? You know, I like buying things online. (laughs) Amen. Uh, You know, I I wanted to stress that point, but I got to go. My faith gives me supervision. Not supervision, but supervision to see things that people can't see. That's why you never, now here's the thing. Now, if the pastor's doing something against the word, then that's something. But don't argue with the pastor if he said, we go and go. Because you're following him by faith. Amen. Watch this. You know, I like shopping online for everything pretty much. Especially for electronics and clothes and vacations and all that kind of stuff. When you pull up the website or the app, uh, you see a picture that you believe is an accurate representation of the product. Have you ever ordered something? (laughs) Especially from Wish. (laughs) And it breaks in five days. Have you ever ordered something and when it showed up, it wasn't the right size? It wasn't the right, it wasn't even the right color. They were colorblind when they shipped it. Amen. You see, when we ordered that thing, right, we proceeded by faith to put in our banking information by faith. And we purchased an item that may not be the right item. Amen. Amen. We had that much faith in the company that even if we've never seen the physical product, we had a fake picture of the product. Do I have anybody? Our faith has to work just like that. Amen. But the difference is, amen, the one who's shipping the product is perfect in every way. He will send you the right product if you have the faith 
to step out and walk and go for it. Do I have anybody? And as I close today, I just want to encourage somebody that no matter what it looks like right now, just believe this. God is perfect and he's faithful. But if you don't have no confidence in him, and if you need more proof, you'll always regret not going for it. I talked to a guy the other day and he said to me, he said, Pastor, I've lived my, because he saw the shirt, you know. He said, I've lived my life from a young person to becoming a believer. And I should be further along, but I've questioned God. And I've asked why. And I was trying to wait for the right timing. But every time I tried to do the right thing or go for the right timing, it's never perfect. So I've been stuck for over 40 years. I'm sick. And I don't have long to live. But I'm going to go for it. You know what the beauty of, of, of having faith is? You can turn it around in a split second. But you got to believe. You got to cast that doubt out. And you got to trust God.